Hey friends, so we're just going to explore a very simple meditation practice today. I'm going to try to make this as direct and um, easy as possible because the practice itself is not easy. Training our minds to stay um, is an exceptionally difficult task, especially given the amount of information and stimulus that we are consistently exposed to in modern society. But this meditation practice um, was offered to me through the Shambhala lineage, through the teachings of Pema Chodron, and I'll offer what I would call my sort of personal, simple take on it. It is generally called shamatha. And shamatha is, is a form of, um, it's like vipassana, which is an insight meditation, but it's about cultivating a quality of receptivity that ultimately leads us to an experience called shunyata. And shunyata means emptiness. And emptiness is not um, nihilism, where we're saying nothing is real, nothing exists, but it's actually the emptiness that uh, ex we experience when our minds are quiet, when we are no longer narrating our experience and trying to create constant chatter about what's happening, what we don't like, what we do like, and instead can be in that divine feminine receptive position of engaging with reality as it is. So I want you to find a comfortable seat. I do recommend to do this cross-legged, but if that is uncomfortable for your back or your hips or knees, feel free to sit on a chair. Just please don't lay down. When we lay down, there is a automatic and very understandable physiological response in our body that suggests that we are going into sleep. And meditation is not sleep. It is very active. We are engaging with a practice in a very deliberate and conscious way. And also when we sit upright, you can imagine yourself sitting on a throne or on a chair of importance. And that upright position of the spine conveys to this, the brain and to the self that we are doing something of great importance. We are doing something that is dignified. And in this practice, the traditional teachings of shamatha, we don't close our eyes, but rather we let the eyes remain slightly open but soft and downcast. So you're looking a few inches ahead of your legs if they're crossed in front of you. But again, the gaze is very soft. You feel the eyelids become heavy and the eyebrows can relax and the forehead is soft. Some people like to have the tongue curled upwards, placed behind the two front teeth, creating what is sometimes called a microcosmic orbit in the head to calm the mind and the thoughts. But then we begin to bring our consciousness into our practice by drawing awareness to the body self. And the points that I will move through draw your attention to can be returned to any time in your practice where you feel like your mind is straying too much or it's too hard to stay focused on your primary object of meditation, which is the breath. If that becomes too difficult, you can come back to these points in the body. We notice the crown of the head 
and imagine the crown of the head reaching up towards the ceiling above you to the sky. And as the crown of the head reaches up, gently tuck your chin down. And it'll feel almost like the ears are reaching up to the sky as well, creating a quality of space in the back of the neck. And then we drop our attention to the shoulders. And the shoulders are soft, drawn back so that there is lots of space for the heart and the lungs. And then the hands, we bring our awareness down into the hands which are resting on either the knees, you can have palms up if that feels right, or palms down. Or you can place the hands together in front of your hips, front of your belly, palm inside of the other palm. But wherever the hands are, we consciously release the bones and the ligaments of the hand, soften the muscles. And then we bring our awareness to the knees. And ask yourself if your knees can relax a bit soften the inside edges of the knees. In an ideal meditative pose, the knees are below the hips, but as long as you are comfortable, this isn't necessary always. If you're not comfortable, just elevate your hips a little more by sitting on a cushion or a pillow. And then lastly, we bring our attention to the hips. And like the knees, seeing if they can relax and release a bit, feeling the lower body become heavy. And with these points of the body made conscious, we leave the awareness of the physical form and come into an awareness of the breath force of the body, maybe first just noticing the breath as the movement of air through the nostrils, you may notice how the air is slightly cooler on the inhale, slightly warmer on the exhale. busy mind something to do. You give a task to the mind, because the mind wants to think. It's used to thinking all the time. It's not used to being checked. And the task that we give the mind is very, very simple. And that is just labeling the breath. 
as the breath comes into the body, we say quietly in our own minds, inhaling. Sometimes I'll say it several times as I breathe in, inhaling, inhaling, inhaling. And on the exhale, it's up to you. The traditional practice is that we sink into or really experience what it feels like to let go in the space that the exhale offers in the release. Or you can as well, and I found this to be important for me at first, you can also label the exhale if the mind is too busy to do that. It doesn't like the space. But the practice is just that labeling the inhale and either labeling the exhale or allowing space. And what you'll probably find if you're human is that the mind wants to wander. It wants to take off, tell you a story, think about something else. And this is maybe the most important part of the practice. That when we recognize that our mind is thinking, we label that as well. And we just call it thinking as soon as we realize that that's what we're doing. And we draw our attention back to the breath. And the thinking is not a problem. It's not a mistake. The purpose of this practice is not to have no thoughts at all. All we are doing is training our attention. And so you can actually think of each time you draw your mind out of the thinking and come draw it back to the breath. This is actually strengthening your attention. Every time you get distracted and you notice you're distracted and you come back, that's where you're actually making the strength and the, the mental focus more possible. So we label the inhale, we have space on the exhale, we label the thinking, and we come back to the breath. And so now you'll hear a sound to signify the beginning of your meditation practice. And this is a 30-minute meditation track. It will run for 30 minutes in silence. And then a sound will announce the end of your practice. And I'll offer a closing intention, a dedication that you may partake in if it feels right for you.
Drawing the mind back down into the body, let it rest in the center of your chest. Feel the breath moving and maybe you can come into contact with an awareness of your own heartbeat. And you can place a hand over your heart or bring your hands together in a prayer position in front of the heart, whatever feels comfortable for you. But in the spirit of the Bodhisattva Oath, we meditate not just so that we may be free from suffering, but so that all beings everywhere and throughout time may be liberated from suffering. And so we dedicate our practice to those around us. But first spend a moment in gratitude, feeling the heart space warm and open as you think about what is beautiful in your life. And then we ask that may our hearts and minds remain open. May we meet this day with equanimity and compassion. And may we all remember our belonging to this earth, to each other, and to all that is. And may all the merit that we develop through this practice be offered generously to any who need it. Thank you for your practice. <laughs>